Welcome to Listening to Paint Dry with Mike and Dan, a podcast about the art and hobby of miniature painting. I'm Mike, and today we have a Listening to Paint Dry first. We've had painters, content creators, gamers, people who dabbled in sculpting, but we've never had a full-time sculptor on the show. And I am really glad that a mutual friend, Dave, introduced me to her. Uh, it is my pleasure to welcome a very talented and hardworking sculptor, Africa Mur. Uh, Mur. Africa, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, uh, I, I, it was kind of a funny confluence of events where I was just kind of like, I need to pass out on this couch and not move around. And then a couple, and, and then Dave, Dave sat down and uh, he was like, you have to have a sculptor. And I'm like, I know. And he's like, points to you and he goes, she's a sculptor. And I'm like, she's right next to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, Dave is such a cool guy. I love him. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. He's been a huge friend, a friend of the podcast, and just a friend in general. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, it's kind of hard to start this one because you've got so much going on right now. Yes. Um, so I guess we'll we'll, we'll 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 jump to the timely right now. You are very very busy with a Kickstarter for Camara models, and let me just say, Luna is a knockout. Oh, a, thank you so much. That is a beautiful model. And so um, t- tell me a little bit about what, what this process of the Kickstarter is and how um, how you kind of got involved with it. Um, well, I started in Chimera, I think, working in Chimera, I think it was the end of 2019, just before the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the beginning, they, they were actually just finishing a Kickstarter. I didn't. I was not involved at the beginning in Kickstarter's process. I was just sculpting sporadically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then um, there was a, a need for a production manager. Uh, it was, you know, increasingly clear that it was needed, and I stepped up. I offered. I said, "Well, I could. I could pick up this, and and." Um, and then, of course, that got me involved in the Kickstarter, uh, more, <laughs> let's say, in the background, making sure everything was working. And, and then it came up, hey, why don't you actually participate as a sculptor? <laughs> Would be nice. <laughs> and so, yes, here it is. It's happening this time. Well, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you did because the models are beautiful that, that you sculpted for it. Uh, absolutely. And uh, um because I'm, I know I'm getting Galen and Luna. I'm not going to do the display, the display thing, because I want to mm-hmm. do them, do them separately. But oh, I, I was you. like, yeah, I was like, those are. I, I, I've seen Galen for a while because I knew, uh, uh, not, not before anything, but like, uh, I had seen mm-hmm. some of Eric's work in progress yeah. stuff on it, yes. and so. Um, I was like, that's kind of, I'm all, all about knights and stuff like that. So. <laughs> he did a fantastic job. My God. <clears throat> yes. Uh, all the painter. I mean, uh, Ricardo's is beautiful of Nick's yes. and like uh, Mark Maskelin's Asteria is beautiful too. So, so many models on there that are just like, I wish I was independently wealthy and could just get hit the, give me it all, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. We all kind of feel like this. We sometimes see works um, of these you know, level, and we think, oh, if only I could just collect them all. Oh, right. <laughs> if I right. have to choose. <laughs> very yes. true, very true. So uh, why don't you uh, give our listeners a little bit of a background about how you got into the hobby? Yes. Well, um, I studied fine arts in university. My, my 
career in art started when I was 17, 18 um, in university. So I picked this career for myself and uh, I wanted to be, uh, I'm going to be super honest, I never thought I was going to go into minis. I, I wanted to be a, a restorator, um, you know, working with fi- works of fine art, restoring them, maybe working in a museum. That was my intended path. But uh, as soon as I got into university, I realized sculpting was my thing, almost immediately. I doubled in everything, a little bit, uh, you know, stone, wood, of course, clay, everything that came my way, I tried. And uh, finally, I, I saw, back then, I'm not, I'm not that old, but it's true. <laughs> back then, there was not a, a digital sculpting class per se. There was... ZBrush was just coming up and uh, people didn't really, there was no teachers that were able to teach you this. You had to go kind of solo, fly solo if you wanted to do this. So I discovered it, you know, by chance in the hallways, there was a paper of a teacher from software engineering, actually another faculty, that he was just coming to fine arts and see if anyone wanted to learn 3D. But like this, uh, really. And so I said, okay, I do. Let's see what this is. And that's, I took one course, one, (laughs) (laughs) one course. And I decided, okay, yes, I could do this. And when I finished my fine arts degree, I went into a master's degree that I had to find online because there was no thing going on in Spain. And um, I combined the knowledge. And so, yes, I went into video video games for a little bit because miniature making was not in my um, horizon. I didn't didn't realize I could do that, even if I was a a 40K fan, but I didn't realize I could be the one doing those minis, right? So I went into video games. I did that for a very, very small period. And uh, then I got, I had my kids, I raised them, stopped for a while for that. Even if I never stopped really sculpting for myself or learning, right, by myself. And so uh, I went into board game creation because I I created a little game editorial. Uh, We started making board games. And after a while, we started making small miniatures, like 15 millimeters, 28 millimeters for board games. And I started making them just because I could, you know? And, you know, you see very slowly, and this process took 15 years that I'm telling you about. I mean, this is a long time with kids in the middle and everything. And so we were in a trade show one day. This is the interesting part now. We were in a trade show one day, and I met Big Child. They were there in the trade show as well, and they saw my products. They saw what I was doing. I talked to Palomares, and he said, hey, if you do 3D sculpting, why don't we make a test? Why, maybe, I mean, maybe you can work for with us. And I did this test and it, it happened. I just started working for Camon and Big Child. Stayed there for five, five years, five and a bit more, uh, doing miniatures for all the board games, for Camon games. I learned a lot, a ton about miniatures when I was working there. And then I decided to maybe try and go for 75 millimeters, a different kind of thing. Like in my mind, I wanted to do a bit more or right. different. 
than only board game things. Mm -hmm. And so Chimera appeared. I went to, into contest. I got my first gold. My, and then they were there and we started talking and they said, why don't you scout for us? And the rest is history. I'm here. This has been three years. <laughs> so sorry if it was a bit long, but this is, That's okay. <laughs> this is how it went. <laughs> well, it's fascinating. It's just, it, it's just very interesting that the, the path, cause there's no, like you had no, no, where you are now was you had no clue of where the when you started out and so that's just a, it, it's amazing how things kind of play out and happen you know it really is i was i cannot say i was a a fan of minis mm -hmm. of you know i wasn't i i i even to this day i don't collect them i have many at home but because of my job but um i played warhammer but i played and and Barely painted. I just played. I don't know. It's it's fun. It's really fun. And then you you find yourself in a field that you love, and you didn't even think you could be in it. That's right. what happened to me. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. That, that that's a thing of beauty to me. That you know, if you that you find that pa that new passion that was out there. Now, do you paint at all, or are you do you still just mostly sculpt? I am starting. Well, I've been starting, quote unquote, for many years. <laughs> there is so many minis that are there, just waiting to be finished. Right. <laughs> I love it. It's very relaxing. Only thing is, I try to find hobbies now that this has become my job. Yes. I try to find hobbies that are outside of it. That's I can the understand. I can so. understand. That's. I don't get how people do uh, do it for a living. I, I, to be honest, like when just the small amount of commissions I do take me forever and I hate them by the end of the time. And, you know, yes. like, so I don't, I don't know how people do it for a living. It is, it is intense. It is intense because it involves creativity. Anything that involves creativity, uh, it, it becomes difficult to have it on a regular basis, to be doing it on a regular basis, whether you are in the mood or not. <laughs> you need to learn to get uh, very systematic about creativity, which is almost a contradiction. <laughs> so it is, it is intense. And sometimes we are burned out, not because of anything else. It's just that we are kind of trying to fit creativity in a mold that is not meant for it. Which is, you know, right, routine. Right. Routine, product, you know, yes. productivity and creativity don't necessarily go hand to hand for no, sure. No, not necessarily. No, but of course, when your um, income depends on it, or even the company depends on you to be regular and, and strong in it, uh, there is no there is no room for saying, oh, today the muse didn't, didn't want to visit me. No, there is no muse. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> The muse might be a cup of coffee and some music to make it going, yes. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or cuddling your favorite teddy bear in a corner if you need to. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't done that at some point in my life. Of course. Of course. So let's start in the world of the fine arts side of it. And you mm -hmm. decided that you wanted to be a sculptor. Mm -hmm. Who were some of the the artists or sculptors that kind of inspired you? Yeah, well, I always go back to... I have a background in dance. This is was not related until now, but actually I was going to be a professional dancer 
<laughs> I did the, you know, the conservatory and all the works. And uh, I always go back to MacDonald because he's, um, he's a sculptor that portrays the dancers and acrobats, and especially from Cirque du Soleil, which I admire a lot. And he has such a sense of movement, of balance. It's, it's a thing of beauty. I recommend it to anyone. That is well, to, I'm going to have to look him up because I yes. actually don't know that. Maybe we can give give a link. I don't know if you ever do that, but um, well, uh, absolutely. I was inspired. I was really inspired by this. And I thought, oof, if I could ever in my life join these two worlds that I know so well together, like he does, <laughs> I, would be, uh, I would be so happy. Uh, of course, it takes a life. <laughs> so, Richard McDonald, right? Yes. Oh, he has goodness. a permanent uh, exhibition in Las Vegas, if I if I remember correctly. Oh my goodness, these are just it incredible. Is. It is it really is? I'm gonna, so, I I will me, put a link in the show notes for it for sure. Yeah, yes, wow. Yes. Okay, so I apologize. You you sent me down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yes, I love when this happens. <laughs> I wish I was you right now and just discovering just now because that feeling is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So he inspired me a lot. I, I was really, I don't know, it's one of those light bulb moments. You know? Yeah. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Before you found digital, did you have a preferred, preferred form of sculpting? Uh, I, I know there was that gap in time because um, I remember when ZBrush first came out, a lot of architects were using it. And that was a big area that, that, and, uh, I can't think of the name of the other program, CAD, CAD and, uh, AutoCAD, and, yes. and, and Z, ZBrush were a lot, were the arc, at least for the group that I worked for, mm-hmm. I worked for a furniture rental company. And so they did oh, floor, floor, floor plan layouts and they used, uh, ZBrush, another program called Z access and CAD were mm-hmm. their main, their, their main kind of things for it. So, but yes. prior to the, the digital world creeping in, um, did you prefer like clay or wood or metal? What was, where did, where was your original sculpting passion? Oh, let me, let me think. I, I remember enjoying a lot uh, working with clay. I remember that. I remember being a bit annoyed at the clay under my fingernails. but I loved the smell and the feel of it Mm -hmm. I was really happy I I remember having very happy moments with clay Um, uh, wood as well although it was a bit difficult because you know you had to chip at it and it it was more uh, physically intense for me Um, but I did enjoy it a lot also the smell of the wood the quality of the wood the things that you can do with it um, if you give it a bit of time and patience it's so beautiful and so alive. Yes. That's a good way. Yeah. You know, that's very true. When you sculpt with something organic like wood, mm-hmm. it, it kind of gives you that, that life feeling for sure. But Absolutely. you got to, you got, you know, clay under the fingernails, splinters, <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah. Well, I have to say I am a bit, uh, <laughs> a bit delicate. And with the years, I, uh, of course, I, I, I lost my, my touch with all this handwork. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so now I know it would be harder for me to go back. I miss it and mm-hmm. I, I miss the feeling. And I've been considering doing it when I have, when my kids grow up a little and I have more time uh, to just set up a little bit, a little corner in my studio maybe and go back mm-hmm. to play. 
I, I would I would not use the word delicate to describe you. you you're, you're 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 a mother. I, I, de- de- delicate does not. Yeah. I can handle clay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for that. I needed that. <laughs> oh no! I know we talked when we were talking on the couch. One of the things we were talking about is how um, children. Uh, raising children in the United States and in Italy, mm-hmm. not really much different in an overall sense. You know, you still deal with right. the same, the, the same teenagers are teenagers across oh, yes. the world. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And so right, it, yes. it felt good. It felt good having that conversation with you going, you know what? Not only am I not alone here, I'm not alone globally. You know, <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, we, we, well, it's, since we are in this hobby, um, we tend to concentrate on that and we don't speak much about our normal, let's call them normal or daily lives. No, right. Many of us are parents. Many of us are even have other jobs. Uh, we go through I don't know, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, sometimes it's good to, to connect on these other levels. No? Right. I, it's, I agree. It's very nice. Well, you know, part of it too is you get to learning the person, you kind of see the person come out in the art. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a, there's a huge connection to it. And it's interesting too, because one of the reasons I love doing the podcast and getting to talk to everybody, people all across the world, is that you do get to see different styles and different motivations. And, and it's funny though, a lot of us have the same inspiration though. Like, you know, if you ask a mini painter, 99% of them, who inspires them? The first word is Franchetta. You know, you know, you know that's the first yeah, thing out of their mouth. <laughs> mostly, I would say, if we are around our age and uh, and uh, a male or maybe hetero male, you were very inspired by all these things. Maybe even Milo Manara, uh, you know, Royo. Um, for for me, I, I am a bit on the on the unique side of things as a sculptor, as a female, being my age, being a mother. There is so many things that make me a bit different. Sure. Um, but uh, but of course, of course, we are all inspired by the same pool of culture in our Western society, no? Absolutely. So what was the very first 75 millimeter figure that you sculpted? Oh, that was Liath. Okay. Uh, Liath the Druidus that was later bought by Chimera to produce okay. on their own line. But it was done uh, mainly, it was conceived... To, to just go to contest. That was my, my, okay, how I approached this. I was doing 38s and chibis for common, and I thought, I want to do 75s. I want to be able to, to do this for, a, for any company that would want me. How do I approach this? I will make one, and I will take it and show it to the world. And if it's liked, I will see what the response is and go from there. That's what I did. I, I, I concepted it, I <laughs> worked on it, uh, pulled a, a favor from my very good friend Petre in Scale 75. He helped me out with the printing. And uh, I just took the little print like this, holding it in my hand, not knowing where I was going to SMC in Holland. And that's how I took it there. And, <laughs> and it was well liked. <laughs> So that was that. That was it. Oh, Just, great! No, that's uh, awesome. Well, it, it, it's a good tale, I think, because it 
I, I would like to give up the message if you are thinking of trying. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, put yourself out there. Just try. Just go on. Do your best. Go. Show right. it. <laughs> and yes. you'll never know the answer until you try, you know, right? Yes. There's nothing you wrong. Know. You try. It could go well. It could go well the next time. Just learn. Don't stay closed, you know, in, in, in fears. That's what I would say. Right. right. It's and, not done, but it, it's, my, it's my point of view. Uh, I try to do this for myself. No, I think it's a great point of view. I think that what um, one of the things that also makes this podcast easier is that artists in this hobby like to talk about this hobby. Mm-hmm. And so approaching a sculptor and asking about sculpting, I, you're probably going to get a good response. You know, they're going to want to talk about sculpting. <laughs> of course, of course. And sculpting deserves to be on, on you know, on a bit more of a front. Agreed. Yeah. Page or, or a bit on the spotlight because um, we are all, all, all the sculptors I know mm-hmm. <laughs> in this hobby, I know many, we are all such fun people, but just a bit introverted. <laughs> so we need a little push. <laughs> <laughs> but when once you get to know us, we are such a such a fun bunch, really, and that have, we have a lot to say and a lot to show. Okay? So it, it's good this mix between sculpting and painting needs to happen. We need to mix. We need to be <laughs> talking to each other. Yeah, right. <laughs> a- absolutely. I, I can't like. Yes, that was uh, that was part of our conversation at Adapticon. Is that that how much of a partnership? painters and sculptors are and even when in a world where we don't necessarily interact with the person who sculpted it mm-hmm. but we're reading their personality their designs as we're painting it and so it's a very and you all probably look out at the market and look at what people are painting and try to decide what to sculpt next and it kind of is a symbiotic relationship that yeah I, I feel like it's got to we have to spend more time together I feel like painters become better painters when they listen to the sculptors talk about their work and it might inspire them and say, Oh, I didn't see it that way. Let me try it. You know? Um, and so oh, yeah, yes. it's- I, I totally see this. I, I, I would, you know, I would enjoy seeing this and, and, and be part of it. I, I really love um, the painting side of, of uh, this hobby. Well, I am surrounded by painters. I am I am in love with one. <laughs> I really love you painters. <laughs> you are fantastic. <laughs> and I, I love to see what what you come up with um with with the vase that, that I provide. Right. There's nothing I enjoy more than seeing painted versions of different of the same mini. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. so fantastic because you can Agreed. see the personality of the of the painter as well in it, and the combination is a new a new thing. <laughs> and there is so so little if you think about it, um, forms of art where you get two people putting so much of their hearts into one mm-hmm. um, result. And dance and music, they do this as well. I, I had I was in this profession before the one I am in now, where you would dance to a classical musician playing for you. And this symbiosis was so beautiful, you know, so fantastic. <laughs> you're all, you know, you're also fortunate that you're, you know, you hang out with some of the best painters in the world and Francesco oh, yeah. and Ricardo and, you know, there are, t- I got to take classes from both of them at Adepticon <laughs> and they were, yeah. it was brilliant. I learned, I learned a ton. 
and how much Francesco loves caramel macchiatos, right? Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was me. It was because of me. <laughs> he can tell you. He said, Africa, from now on, I trust you with my coffee choices. What should I take today? And I said, oh, my friend. <laughs> you are trying the caramel macchiato and you're not coming back. <laughs> yep, that, that was a good portion of that seven-hour class was conversations about caramel macchiatos. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see it. Well, you know, when we are in the car, Francesco and Rick and, and I and uh, Pietro Baloni also sometimes, well, when, when the team is together, the conversations mm -hmm. are so good. Nice. Art, I can imagine but also fun, but then art again, uh, it's so good, really. It's really interesting to see from the different points of view. So you start a kind of a classic art education mm -hmm. and then like you throw in like, here, look, I'll be honest, America's art education sucks, right? Really? Especially, especially in the younger levels in schools, our teachers are doing the best they can Hmm. That's it's not the teacher's fault. It's just what they are limited to in their resources and stuff. I but most basic high school students, do, could, most of them couldn't explain to you basic complementary color what what works out with the color wheel and things along those lines. Oh, I see. Oh well. And so it's interesting that when you have that classic education. But now me, I'm I'm turning fifty this year. And I've been back in the hobby for maybe 2016. Now I'm all in. I'm consuming art history books. I'm consuming like color theory books and mixing books. You know, I bought a, paint, a oil paint mixing book. Oh, just to look at it. <laughs> I, I, I don't paint oils and I, I probably won't because I have a wife and a daughter who are smell sensitive migraines. Okay. And so, um, but. Look, I, I could sit. I sat there looking at. I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. You mix these, colors. you know, like, I'm like, wait, who am I? I'm not. Like, <laughs> what's who going is on? This new person coming up. <laughs> right, I never knew. I was interested in. I, I love art. I've always loved art history. Yeah. And I've always was I, like, I grew up as a sketcher, wanting to be like when I was very young, I wanted to draw comic books. And I was really into it. I was really into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was my jam. I was, oh, wow. I, I was, yes. I, I would love. And so I was, fun. I was growing up when it was the black and white, none of this cowabunga pizza ninjas. It was the original <laughs> com comic books. Okay. But my parents were just like, "You will never make money. You'll never make money." Ooh, you know that 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 discourse. Let's talk about that. Yes. Yeah. I put my sketchbooks down. Hmm. started in a different direction in, in, in life and such. And I was okay. I mean, I'd like, you know, I was now, I, I didn't have any formal training. I was just looking at comic books, trying to imitate what they were doing and such, yes. but I was having a damn good time of it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, you, you had it in you. It just yeah. needed to come out. Right. But it took 30 plus years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, but hey, this is not just the US, huh? Mm -hmm. Is it the it's same kind of pressures? Europe. Is it in Europe too? Okay. Yes. The only difference, well, maybe it is a big difference. Right? So we are maybe more exposed to um, classical art everywhere, like in the street. or so, And we give it a lot of importance in high school. We study a mm -hmm. history of art. Uh, right. And you're not studying something that is remote, 
that is alien to your culture, it's you you literally are studying probably inside a building that was built in the 1500s probably there's there's more than one high school set inside a building like this so right. it's it's all around you maybe this is an advantage but as far as the cultural uh, society, society perception of art we have a similar problem eh? mm-hmm. these these uh, these phrases that you just told me that your parents told you Yes, we get this a little bit also. Um, but how do you make money? But uh, what? Okay, you do this, but what else do you do? Uh, what do you think? <laughs> you think, or to a little kid, okay, art is cool, but it's not an important subject. You should study more on math or language. Uh, this kind of, yes, it's, it's going on also in Europe. Eh? Mm-hmm. But, for example, in Spain, uh, we, I, I noticed differences between Italy and Spain because now I am, of course, I, I was born, raised, and uh, until very recently in Spain. Mm-hmm. And then I have moved to Italy. Uh, not, not full-time, but uh, half of my time is spent in Italy. And I am noticing how similar we are and then the differences. They are super <laughs> clear to me. And mm-hmm. this is one of them. In Spain... Um, we have more acceptance towards art, mm-hmm. towards art as a career. Okay. There is more acceptance. Maybe this is the reason why there is so many good Spanish artists in miniature. It's super strong in this. Right. Maybe this is the reason. We, we don't, we still, there is a little bit of shame, but less, <laughs> you know, that it's more encouraged. For example, my family, um, my grandfather was a doctor, but he was also a painter in his free time. He picked up the oils and painted. My nice. grandma, she, for a while, was a potter, pottery maker, mm-hmm. and she even had her own studio. She tried. She tried to sell her pottery, and she did quite well in the 50s, 60s. My mother, she never wanted to do, be an artist, but she tried with drawing and nobody was shaming her for that. <laughs> so, you know, it's less of a problem in Spain. Maybe this is the reason why there are so many good ones. Right. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's you know what's interesting, though, is that it's... They have these careers, but yet they, they still have... I, I hate to call it a hobby. Um, it could be a passion, but um, they still have that outlet. Maybe outlet. That's a better uh, artistic outlet. To, you yes. know, they go, you have that nine to five workout, then you go and you have the ability to blow off steam. I know for me, sitting, painting, listening to a podcast or heavy guitar music and paint, you know, and painting away, mm-hmm. I lose track of time. I feel better when I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I can. Exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, it's that's differences, but similarities, you know, like it's, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's fascinating to hear for sure. And it's, yeah. it's fascinating to me what you say, because some of the best art schools in the world are in the US, but at higher levels. It's yeah. kind of curious, no, that we don't encourage these for younger people. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, there. Um, I've heard a few people talk about it too, and part a part of um, maybe one segment of the problem is an area like healthcare, right? Okay. And so, in Europe, you might have the opportunity, like 
because of the nature of the healthcare systems, if you break a leg, you can go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Here you have to have you have to have insurance, and, and or mostly if you don't have a job, insurance is super expensive. I and see. So, and so there's that kind of aspect of it. I know uh, a few painters whose spouses have the insurance and have the job, and that they're they they're content creators, and that's a wonderful situation. But that's few and far between, right? There's a, not a small part of, of all of us can 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 do this. Right, right, and there's there there's so many different business models too. You have like the uh, the miniacs and and such who their main content creation is for that's what drives their business, right? And then you have like the painter model, like an Eric. Eric does some content creation with his stream, but his main business model is pumping out painted models for companies, mm-hmm. and so. It's very, um, it's very kind of diverse in that sense because you kind of have to figure out what, where you're going to function. You know what I mean? And that looming health insurance, especially if you have a family and a spouse, oh wow, yes, that's a, that's a huge weight uh, on you. You know what I mean? You're totally right in this. A thing that apparently is so far away from the hobby, which is oh, you have health insurance, no it affects so much the rest of your life yep. because it, it affects your decisions, your choices. <laughs> can I really just take the luxury of being a freelancer and see if I can make my living as a painter? No, not so easily. If I don't have the, the, the support of a health system that will take care of me, mm-hmm. not for free, but uh, through taxes and small copays like we have in Spain. Sure. So, of course, I, I I totally sympathize with this. I have two kids. Uh, I would never, probably I would have never been the artist I am now if I didn't have a system in place in my country that supported me indirectly the way right. I was supported. It's true. I cannot yeah. deny this. It's <laughs> amazing. It is. It, it's, it's really important. And for the well-being and the he- mental health of the of the inhabitants of a country, right? To have them supported uh, in this way, I I think so. I lived yeah. in the U.S. for some years, also. I, I oh, actually was a <laughs> yes. Were you in East Coast, West Coast? Were yeah. West Coast? I I lived. Uh, well, I went to college in California. Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> yes. Great. I was a, a dance major and then a sociology minor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then after some years, I came back. I studied, uh, no, not to study anymore. I was already, I had my kid already. And um, to work in Seattle, in Washington. Okay. Yeah, a couple of years. And on that period, I was, uh, actually, I worked as a teacher in the Seattle public schools system. And I had a chance to see how the the yes the the, the work life is also not just as a student but as a worker, right? And uh, and yes, I, I can totally see what you mean. I, I sympathize with this. I I always wondered if this could be changed, but I don't know. 
It's it's getting there. There are there are sign there are positive signs. You know, like we have more full time content creators and painters than we've ever had in the U.S. And so that's definitely. I mean, things are on the up and up, I believe, and you're starting to get more exposure of. Um, you're seeing the, uh, the 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 Eric's, the Wilhans, the Anthony Wangs, and uh, Matt DiPietro. All those are American artists are starting getting more, and there's so many more. Aaron Lovejoy. I could probably. Uh, it's amazing how many of them are. My dear Jen Haley. <laughs> Jen Haley. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And so, um, and you have Elizabeth Beckley, and mm-hmm. like there's so many, so, um, nice. uh, so many out there. And then you also now have like the the Shoshi Bowers and the Lila Nevs who have their own miniature lines as well, which is also awesome. And so, yeah, there, there's, there is development and progress here. We're still catching up, but. Um, that's, that's okay. I mean, that's okay. We all catch up at some point to something. Oh, sure. <laughs> We're all catching Absolutely. up. <laughs> Absolutely. <know? laughs> Absolutely. It's reality. But and, it's, a, uh, it's I, I don't know. I think it's a, a kind of, we're at a, an amazing point in the hobby that, uh, post COVID, which I think COVID was probably more positive overall for the hobby than it was negative in that more people got back into the hobby of painting. They had more time. And, um, I was worried that people, once we came out of it, people would stop, but it appears people have not stopped. They kept it up, you know, you uh, know. it's amazing what can happen if you give people a bit of Space and time. <laughs> Little space and time, absolutely. Okay, so let, let's let's get back to sculpting. We've been talking. <laughs> it's, it's very fine. I'm sure. I'm sure the listeners are very fine with all these. We are touching such a wide range of topics. <laughs> oh, no, I just don't, I don't want to squander having our first sculptor on. You know, there's so many. Um, so, you know, so uh, what kind of advice would you have for somebody like uh, I have um, no desire to sculpt a full miniature. Um, but I do want to look into the, like being able to add fur, you know, like do that kind of, uh, that kind of sculpting down the road. Do you have any kind of advice of where to kind of start with that? I am, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> oh no, come on. <laughs> oh no, that's, I just haven't, I haven't done it very much. Um, okay, yeah. most of my sculpting has been gap filling and maybe I'll make up, I've made a couple of pumpkins for a diorama, mm-hmm. you know, cause the, yeah, yes. So what program do you use? Blender? What do you use? Right now I, I have not used a program that has all been by hand. Uh, like okay, I've used, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. The thing is, um, it, oh, well, it, I'm, Probably like every software out there, mm-hmm. learning is a bit of a you know steep curve. Right. It's overwhelming. You open the program and you say, "Whoa, whoa what? <laughs> how many hours do I need to just understand how to make a ball, <laughs> please?" <Right>. <laughs> so that's why it it gets it gets daunting. No? The, pro- the, pro- the prospect yeah. of starting. I understand yes. that very well. So. Um, I would I would recommend not as a professional guys listen to me <laughs> but as a hobbyist as someone that just wants to do a little bit of this and that uh, download Blender which is for free mm-hmm. uh, try to get tutorials there is plenty for free in YouTube do not do not uh, you know you, you won't take long to find them I, w- I can recommend a, a place where you can learn buying tutorials of quality also but there is stuff for free 
try to learn the, the interface a little bit. You don't have to dominate it. And then assets. This is the part that I don't recommend for professionals, <laughs> assets. <laughs> uh, but for, for uh, just the hobby level stuff for yourself to print at home, all that, yes, absolutely, go find assets, uh, mm -hmm. download them, import them into your, into your um, little model and play with it. Just download all the resources that you can and have fun. Don't limit yourself and think that you have to make everything from scratch. No. Yes. So go on mm. and find, you know, far, four, uh, you said four, right? Four brushes. Go find them. There's plenty. If not, I will send you a couple and I'll show you how to use them. <laughs> no, not a problem. Of course, have fun with it. So uh, then let me, let me ask you this question then kind of along the same lines. Um, so I know when I was originally like sketching and drawing and such, I struggled with um, sketching both men and women's chests, like the getting a realistic look and pectorials, etc. cetera. Yeah. Are, were there any parts when you started sculpting that you kind of had to work harder on or struggled a little bit with? Yeah, there were a couple parts, um, basically from hairs to toes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> no, what I mean is, what I mean to say is anatomy is super difficult. Right. It's, super, it's the most difficult thing you can ever study, I think. Well, engineers out there are going to kill me, but I think anatomy is up there with the most difficult things. Um, so much so that I don't think you can ever master it. Um, so, yes, understandably, there, is, there will be spots where you get stuck and, um, and you will just not see the volume. You will not see it. And you need, in those points, you need help. You need, uh, you need a mentor or preferably a person, not just a YouTube video, but a person that will help you, guide you through uh, the problem. For me, uh, it was always, it was always the head area, hair, mm -hmm. portrait, noses, jaws, mouths. Oh, it was always a struggle. Yes. Most, more than anything else, I would say. Not that everything else was easy at all, eh? <laughs> well, I, I had a friend who did a who did a larger clay sculptors wasn't miniatures or anything, and his was mm -hmm. noses. He's like, he's like, I feel like all I need to do is like, if I can sculpt five good noses, make a cast of it, and don't have to worry about noses. <laughs> like, just use that cast for noses in the future because he hated sculpting noses. Yeah, I, I could I could totally see how I would I would say something like this. I need a box of noses, please. <laughs> <laughs> just. Leave me alone. <laughs> Just stick them in there. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard. It's very hard. Portraiting is super difficult. I, I think there's some people that just find it, it comes to them easier, or maybe they, they find the trick to it and, and are super good. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the rest of us, we just fight with it. <laughs> it is like that. Right, right. It's, you just kind of plow through and mm -hmm. keep going until you're like, Good enough, right? <laughs> hey, you know what? This is this was my mother was telling me as a compliment, eh? totally as a compliment. She was saying, Africa, when I when you were studying in uni, there was I don't know how many in your promotion, 70, 70 people in your promotion, and as far as we know, um, you are the only one that is doing it professionally. Twenty some years later, of all those kids that wanted to be artists, right? 
That's uh, there's me, and then there is. She was wrong. There is another one that I know of, at <laughs> least. Is Lolita Aldea. She's a famous comic artist. But okay, let's say there is five of us mm-hmm. doing it. No, the, the percentage is super low. And yeah. uh, she was saying, how? I mean, what I think happened here is that you were so persevering in your interest, you never stopped. I never saw you stop, not even having a baby, three months old baby, you know, in your mm-hmm. arms. I saw you sculpting with a baby in your arms, Africa. Do you realize this? <laughs> you never stopped. And I was thinking, yeah, actually, yes, this is it. It's persevering. Yeah. See, there's that's an interesting point, too, that you, that you make. Was it because you, were, you had moved to the digital medium, with kids, was that did that make it easier? It's like there was no cleanup or anything like that, right? Like it, the, I would think that that probably you were Definitely. smart in what what you were doing because it it almost seemed like you did it on purpose, you know. <laughs> you, you, you would almost say this. <laughs> this little girl, she's not that silly. Look at her. Look at her go. <laughs> Well, I had no money when I got my first computer. I have it still just as a Mm -hmm. nostalgic. And uh, I was, yes, I I realized very fast that the digital was my solution. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't have um, that much space. Uh, Right. You know, raising two babies in Seattle in an apartment, didn't have that that much space. Certainly not for clay, playing with clay, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, then you got to worry about little hands too. And like, you know, like that's, uh, I've, yes. I've lost one, more than one figure to little hands, you know. <laughs> totally. not, you know. You know, actually not my kids though, because my kids were older when I got back in the hobby. And so they kind of understood, don't mess with dad stuff, but like nieces and nephews and uh, guests, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's inevitable, right? Right, So, right. yes, I have to say digital, the digital mm-hmm. medium helped me a lot in my career. I would say made my career probably. That's this choice, awesome. this choice made my career, yeah. Now, one of the things that I wanted to touch on was a part of a conversation we did have at Adapticon was mm-hmm. that we talked about how that digital sculptors might sculpt too much mm-hmm. on a model. And I kind of wanted to get your, your, your thoughts on that. Cause I know one of the things that frustrates me when I see models, I'm like, why is that three filigree on the Cape three dimensional? Yes. Like, you know, and so I, I I'm kind of curious as to your thoughts about it and how you approach the, that. So you don't over detail the model because I, like there are some models I bought that I look at and I'm like, I'm never going to paint that. It's too much detail on that. You know? Absolutely. I, I, I love to get, painters thoughts on this whenever I can I ask how do you actually enjoy a surface to be presented in a mini so that you can do your best on it so how what do you want um, and um, when I was working in 38 millimeters it was a very clear set of rules because I was working for a big company that had uh, the standard was super clear <laughs> when I started doing 75 millimeters um, it really depended on the company. Um, okay. The thing here is that when you are a professional, you really have to adhere to the standards of the commission right. that you're given. It's very different to work for yourself, do whatever comes to your 
mind and have some art director decide everything and then tell you exactly what you need to do. No? Mm-hmm. My personal thoughts on this is I would prefer simpler minis, less amount of detail, let the painters have surfaces to express themselves. Uh, and we sculptors, we can express ourselves through other uh, languages inside the mini, for example, silhouette, right? Mm. We can work with movement. We can show you proportions. We can, we can do so much that is not in a small filigrames. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that in the end is just a pattern <laughs> that you're placing there. Right. Mm-hmm. Play with anatomy. Play with other things that are inside in a in a deeper or more structural level of the mini, and let the painters do their job on the um, external part of it. You know? If we could arrive to this point, I think it would be much better for the hobby in general. We would see better results. Um, right. What I think is that it happens, it's very tempting, especially with digital, but hey, look at Costa's Cariotelis. Also, hey, by hand, it's very tempting to put a lot of detail in pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I love the, the, loon, the way... See, the, one of the reasons I got Luna is because there are so many canvases on her. Like I kind of like each section is a little can, you know, the the shroud and the the, the skin and all those things to me are like little mini canvases. And the, I, I just thought it was beautifully. It's almost as important what you don't put on there. Yes. Is what you put on there, and so I apologize for interrupting you. Sorry. No, not at all. You, you're, you're. What you're saying is super interesting, and it's uh, it merges with my point perfectly well. This is I do this as a as a conscious choice, as much as I am allowed by the um, art direction. Um, I I enjoy giving you painters this possibility. Um, I believe it is my job to provide support, like. Um, a good base, a good, a good canvas on which to make cool things. No? That's, right. that's the point. <laughs> right. So we, none of us should work like our part of the work is, is um, the only part of, of it. Unless, uh, hey, you are trying to do a sculpt only for, only for render. or that, That's a different case, right? But I'm talking about... Right. My what my job is, which is make minis for painting. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I see. It's uh, it's very tempting to add too much detail. Yeah. This I understand it. I've I've fall, fallen prey to this temptation many times, <laughs> but it's I think it's a thought worth having and worth considering, reducing mm-hmm. a little bit this uh, frenzy. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just so like, I, I, there's so many rabbit, potential rabbit holes here, but, uh, yeah, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> Start on this. I will, <laughs> I will give you 1000. <laughs> um, so I, I've talked with, um, just in general, like other, like, I know, like, for example, how Reaper Miniatures works. They have their artist, and then it goes to a sculptor, and then it goes to printing, and et cetera. Is, um, does most of your work come with, like, here's a concept art sculpted? Yes. You know, is, that, is that kind of where most of your work comes from? Most of it has been like this for most of my career, yes. So you get, including common games, until up until now, everything. 
most of it has been like this, yes. And there is a, a concept artist that receives instructions just the same and just puts them on on 2D, no? a concept. And then uh, as a sculptor, your job is to interpret this in a 3D space um, and get as close as possible to the feel, look and feel of the concept. So yes, you are you're most of the time doing this, basically, interpreting. Now, that there is always an art director that will guide you, so you're not alone in this process, right? Uh, now, the, uh, when the job that I'm doing now allows me, because we are a, a very close-knit team in Chimera and Pegaso, we are, it allows me to input more of my ideas into my models. Oh, this is great. something I enjoy a lot, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even if I, if I had a, an idea for a, for a model and I wanted to, to sculpt it all by myself and then present it to the company, there is high chances that they would even accept it and, and, and put it in the line. And I would get, through these means, complete freedom, right? Right, right. So uh, it's, Our it's listener- a situation. <laughs> Our listeners can't see it, but when you when you said uh, that uh, said that you had a huge smile on your face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a huge smile when I say this. It's true. Well, because hey, you're you're creative. You have tons oh, tons of ideas in your head that you would like to see. Yeah. Do you do you have a favorite concept artist that you've worked with or? I don't. I, I as a sculptor, I don't know. I, I don't want to put you on the spot and no, be like. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> Actually, I just received a concept by Moroni okay. uh, that I, that you guys will see uh, made probably next year, mm-hmm. and I am so in love with it. Nice. It's because it's. Oh, he's smiling because he sees my face lighting up. I'm just like sitting straight and saying, oh, I'm going to tell you a cool thing. <laughs> she, she's, she's totally glowing. Like, like there's a, like this aura of like excitement coming. Yeah, I, yes. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Oh, unfortunately, I can't say what it is. But That's I fine. will say that the concept, when I saw it first, I thought, oh, this is a sketch made with with intent, with love, with freedom. I can see this person had enjoyed making this sketch. It was free. He was, and, and of course he's a super good artist. So, you know, he can he can be free and, and, sh- and put down on paper something that tells me, I, can, I get the language, I, it tells me way more than what is just in the paper. I can see what he means by it. Well, and beautiful. then, yes, and this is this is a, a a non-verbal communication. Not even we don't even know each other. We don't even see each other's faces, but we communicate through the art, right? That's and it that's make sense. Yes, and so when I got this concept and I saw it, it was not even like the feet were not completely finished, but you could see where they were going. You could see what the posture was, and it was so free, and it was, and I thought, oh. If I can grab this, not not um, kill any of the spontaneity, mm-hmm. grab what he means by this and make it a reality. Woo! This is top. This is the top. So <laughs> there you go. 
That's awesome. All right, we're gonna we're gonna keep our eye out for that for sure. That's awesome. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I will I will let you know for sure. Please, yeah, absolutely. And oh, I'll ask the other side of it. And I don't I'm not looking for names, but have you ever gotten concept art and you've been like, what the hell is this? Yes, of course, <laughs> of course. And sometimes I was lucky enough to have the artist right next to me, and right. I would just <laughs> I would just get up from the chair and say, okay. What are we doing here? <laughs> Can you please explain this to me? <laughs> because I know you are like an amazing artist, but what happened? <laughs> and sometimes it's because of the of the description that comes from our direction or whatever. The description is not uh, is not that great, maybe, or you know. So you don't understand, you know, how is this supposed to look from the side? I don't really get, like, you cheated here and I have to make it a reality. Right, right. Well, yeah. uh, it all has a solution always. There's always a solution. Yeah, you know, I, I just learned a huge lesson not too long ago because uh, our logo has a little guy in it inside a paint jar. And um, one of the things we're trying to do is get, him to life get him to three three dimensions and so i went on fiverr and i went to like six different concept artists and gave them things along those lines and four of them never produced anything because they like they wanted more and more and more detail and i'm like i kind of want to see what you're going to do with it i mean you know it's it's an ogre he's got spikes you know like uh, you can see the shape he's kind of cartoony he's got a laser arm and um one of them came out okay, and then another one, the, the person I gave the most description for, to was the furthest away from what the description was. It, it was just, I was like, wow, this is a few hundred dollars down the toilet just oh, getting a concept God, sketch. Oh, no, no, but this it, hurts. <laughs> but it is, what, it is what it is, right? You know, mm. the, the, it's a process of learning and such and so, because that's what... Well, our, our goal was to try to get three good concept arts, put them in our Discord channel and have our people on our Discord channel vote which one and then send it to a digital sculptor because we had to also do front and back because for, for digital sculpting purposes. And so, but man, I, we, we still have, it's been six months and we still haven't even gotten to the three sketches yet. <laughs> oh, I feel, I feel this in my heart. You know, hey, heads up. Concepting is a very hard career. I can imagine, yeah. It's super difficult. And I have the luxury of working with the best. <laughs> so um, my job is made so much easier because of them. Um, when when I have done maybe some work for a friend or, you know, some favor, and I've gotten a, simply a, a series of photos put on top of each other, like a, like a you know, Mm -hmm. An orc head put in right. paint on top of a, a, another photo of a guy with an axe. And then, then you know, a photo bashing, but on the, in the bad sense. And you see it and you think, wow, I'm so grateful for my, my colleagues in concept <laughs> right now. <laughs> you yeah. are stars, all of you. <laughs> right, right, right. No. It's very difficult. But if you kind of get the chain of good artist after good artist after good artist, you mm -hmm. end up with, of course, the pieces that we see in contest, they are works of right. art. Because there's a chain of artists working there. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, so much quality, you could, it blows your mind. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, and and it, it's it's funny because now I we've actually kind of stopped that because we're um, sponsoring the youth uh, top three youth painting awards at ReaperCon coming up in August nice. or at, at the end of August, and so now we got to design a trophy, and I'm like, oh my god, that's going to oh. be just as hard as the <laughs> <laughs> good luck, <laughs> right? Right, and just a whole long process of it, the uh, getting the concept, getting the getting the sculpt getting it printed then once getting it printed i'm just gonna do them you know gold silver bronze because that's that's all they really need to be but yeah. i'm like this is the reason why i'm not in the miniature paint in the miniature business you know this is something it is and it's uh i don't think the, the average client realize how much of an artisanal process it is mm-hmm. start yeah. to finish and how much knowledge goes into it right yeah, it's 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 mind-blowing really um, so yes, good, good luck with the trophies though. I, yeah. I, I, really hope it goes well. <laughs> yeah, I have a, I, you know, it's a simple concept. And so I actually, I've, I've talked to a couple artists over the weekend and originally they were giving me kind of like hardcore, like wanting detail. And I'm like, I, I, I I'm like, I kind of put it out. I was like, I want to see what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I am looking for you have you sketched a wizard before? And they're like, well, yes. Okay. So my whole thing was basically the trophy of a kid in kind of an oversized wizard robe, holding up a paintbrush, kind of simple, just with, and then ReaperCon 2023 sponsored by listening to paint dry. Mm -hmm. Super simple. And like, finally I got through to, to a couple artists. They're like, Oh, okay. And like, you are overcomplicating this, right? This does not have to be the most detailed. It's got, it's going to be spray painted gold, silver, and bronze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can take this concept sketch next year and go further. And let's see, we can evolve the award. But as of right now, I just want something super simple. And, you know, and so I find I got one back that's really a lot closer than I thought it was going to be because I was worried about it. But it's, you know, you just got to find the right, that connection. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and um, people are so, some of the artists are so worried that, they're going to get dinged for reviews or things along oh. those lines. So if they don't provide exactly what they want, they keep asking and asking questions. And I'm like, at this point, I'm drawing it for you. Why am I hiring it? It's hiring a bit of the artist, artist insecurity, no? <laughs> probably, probably to a, yeah, it could be that as well, you know. And but at, at one point, and I sketch my sketching skills are no better. I have not gotten back to where I I was in high school, but mm. I'm like. I don't, they're not, I don't think my sketching is good enough to sculpt from yet. Um, but it's one of those, it's like, I'm, I'm like, God, I need to get there in the next year. (laughs) I need to spend some time on that. You know, (laughs) if you, if you got a really good sculptor, they could really interpret a good sculpt out of nothing, out of two phrases probably. (laughs) But of course, all those are taken. (laughs) And I'm going to be honest, you know what? Those sculptors are probably out of my price range, you know, and so that's okay. Oh, right. Unless that's, you are a very good friend. <laughs> and you know no. what? I don't want to. I don't want to do that with this because I want. Oh, uh, I understand. Um, what well, I understand the that it's your living, that it's a job. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I like. I don't have a type in my job that I do because I work a regular job as well. 
I don't have any of those type of opportunities to be, I, I work in, I work in government real estate. I can't really like, Oh, you need some government real estate as a favor. No, I can't, <laughs> can't really hook anybody up there. And so, uh, but I get, uh, I don't want to No, it, it, That's one of those things where, um, yeah, I want to, I want people to be paid for their work. You know what I mean? And I, I, I totally get it, you know, well, and it, <clears throat> For me, it is it is never a problem. It's not about it's never about money. I I I love to help. My only problem is time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so There's I, the I other always one. tell you, yes, I'll help you. Do you mind if I give it to you in 2026? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not much of a help. I mean, I would love to do it before. But oh, it's, no. it's more like that. <laughs> so. Uh, y- you and Dave are are now really only two sculptors, the kind of focused sculptors that I know. And um, I had originally, I had reached out to Dave. I said, hey, you know, here, like uh, something uh, something like this. And he's like, well, he goes, I'm not a very productive sculptor. I'm new. (laughs) And that's fine. And he's like, but he's like, I've already got like seven projects between now and, you know, the middle of next year. And I'm like, fair enough. It's all good. No, I mean, that's, there, there are artists out there, there are sculptors that hopefully life is good that you're too busy, right? You know, that's a good, that's a yes. good thing, you know, I, yes. and I, I, I and we uh, for, certainly celebrate that. So, but um, yeah. yeah. It's, it must be hard to find, to find a, a balance. I would mm-hmm. say either find a very good concept artist and then uh, maybe a, a beginner sculptor or possibly the opposite. Right. Uh, but at some point you need, a, a, let's say, a bit of a higher level so that the, the result is put together in a good way. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It's difficult. I, I understand it. Oh, I was yeah. reminded of a phrase that um, I think it was a teacher of mine that said it to me. I don't remember who now, right now. But <laughs> this was before, eh? before this last part of the conversation. But I wanted to <laughs> say it for, for all of us to know, you know. It was something like this. The mark of a of a true master is self-containment. Does this make sense in, in English? Meaning self-restraint. Okay, self-restraint maybe is the better word. Uh, meaning that if you are able to simplify, that's when you are you have all the knowledge. And you are able to simplify, create a language and make it and bring everything down and not put all the detail and all the knowledge you have in every single sculpt you make or art you make. Then you are in the in the master region. That's what he was trying to tell us, I think. So self-restraint. That makes, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it does. It, but I, I mean, honestly, like when you started saying that uh, too, my brain went a couple other places too, like knowing when a project's done, knowing, mm-hmm. you know, like, and the, those type mm-hmm. of like how to finish a project where like goals. I mean, that's, yeah, that's very, uh, uh, very smart advice for sure. Absolutely. I, I, I have tried to, to, I don't know, aim for that. Aim for that. Like understand everything about your, job or your passion understand uh, by all means understand everything try everything but in every piece you do apply self-restraint to the point mm-hmm. that you're able to and that's right. the, let's say the path the progression towards mastering whatever you do 
That's brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things that, yeah, I think about, I it's like, it's got my, you've got my brain like really kind of churning. Cause that's, it's also knowing when, you know, like, I guess, yeah, there's knowing when to stop that, you know, I, I don't know. That's a huge thing in like in, in my world right now. Cause of a couple of competition pieces I know would have been better if I would have stopped <laughs> like, a, a couple of weeks beforehand and would have went, you know what? It's yes. done. But instead of trying to, you know, or, Oh wait, there's no texture on this. Well, what does it need texture? You know, like mm-hmm. the, why, why do I have to show that I can paint texture on that? You know, that's does brilliant. It need it? Does the piece need it? But then you, of course we have the artist ego. We do, we have it. It's okay. But then you have to self-check. You say, okay, does, does this piece require that I show off on this area? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I know how to do it. Yes, I am eager to show you. Yes, but maybe this is not the piece for it. Yeah, true. Yes, and yes, you risk sometimes to 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 be seen as someone that doesn't know how to do a certain thing. Yes, but next time you will show something else. Don't worry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, it is like that. And knowing when to finish. Well. Hey, fellow artists, does anyone have the answer to this? <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> well, it could be the moment where you are tired of it, absolutely nauseated by it. <laughs> like you cannot open that file anymore. You cannot pick up that mini anymore because you will die and you know it. Then maybe it's time to stop. <laughs> I know that feeling. I know that oh, feeling. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Well, I know, I, I know you've got kids and all, and family and stuff. We're a, a little bit over an hour, and mm-hmm. so um, do me a favor. Can you give our listeners places to find you? We'll also put these in the show notes as well, so they're easy mm-hmm. to click. Where's the best way to look at your artwork? For uh, for us, the um, ex generationers that are still on Facebook, <laughs> 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 my my uh, Facebook. Name is simply Africa Mir. So if you look for my name, you will find me. You put Africa Mir everywhere. I just use simply my name, so I'm okay. easy to find. Instagram is Africa Mir Sculpture. Okay. And uh, I recently started doing TikToks just for the Kickstarter promotion, but I am there with the same name as well. And TikTok, uh, wow. Yeah, well, you know, having teenagers at home, it's quite easy to just grab TikTok and see, okay, what's this about? Tell me, show me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and they're like, Mom, what did you do? <laughs> I think, I think uh, my my kids, you know, I, I have a 19-year-old, 17-year-old, and a 14-year-old. They would be absolutely mortified if yes. I appeared on TikTok. But isn't it fun to mortify them? I mean, it's part of my job. Right. <laughs> I was kind of hoping to reach this point where they can be mortified by mama come on (laughs) I I reached the pinnacle of that with my son when he was like seven because we had um so our the our pediatrician has been friends with uh, he, he and my wife have been friends since college and so um they had some hired somebody and bought a barney costume and that person backed out on the last minute and I'm six four, almost six five, perfect size for Barney. So they're like, hey, Mike, uh, can you could you do it? And I'm like, Oh <laughs> hell yeah, oh hell yeah. <laughs> so Absolutely. I was. Bar- Will my kid be there? Absolutely. 
<laughs> my son followed me around. He's like, Dad, you're embarrassing me. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> but if you look on my Facebook, you'll also see a picture where I was totally framed. This was I was totally set up by this pediatrician. He's like, so I'm in the suit. I got the head off, and he's like, Hey, you want you want a beer to go before you get out there? And I'm like, Oh, that's a good idea. So no he's way. literally snapped a picture of me in the Barney suit drinking a beer, and like posted it all over everything. And so I, I have a former student of mine for debate. He go like he like he's like every time I'm in a bad mood, I go to your Facebook and search for this picture, and I'm like, well, at least I can help somebody. <laughs> yes, of course. Hey, like my auntie said, she's um overweight, and she always makes she's a, such a happy person, but she always tells me herself, I am super overweight. But hey, someone needs to provide contrast. You know how right. happy all the rest of the women are in the beach when I'm there. I am doing that for them. <laughs> So, so cool. <laughs> exactly. Just go and provide contrast. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. Well, um, thank you so much for being on the show. I really so appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. And uh, one of the things to tell all of the artists that have been on here, if you've got new things coming up, anything, pro big projects or anything, we can always record a PSA. We could always do... Uh, let us know and we'll we'll share whatever what come because now you're part of the listening to paint dry family so oh thank you so much i'm so happy to hear that <laughs> you know we <laughs> all, you. Uh, we, uh, we 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 take our guests very seriously and really appreciate their time and the, the and and the artwork and hard work that they do so thank you so thank much you. <laughs> thank you very much it was fun dan and i would like to thank african Murr for joining us today it was really a pleasure and it was amazing hearing your hobby journey. Thank you so much for your patience. It did take us a little while to get this episode out. Um, we've been kind of busy, but uh, it was definitely worth the wait because it's a fantastic conversation and we really enjoyed having you on the show, Africa. Thank you again so much. Please check out all of our social media links in the show notes, uh, particularly African Mirror Sculpture in Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Listening to Paint Dry. You can also follow us on Twitter at Dry Listening. Please like, subscribe, follow wherever you get your podcasts. And if you wouldn't mind leaving us a good review, we'd really appreciate it. The number one way that podcasts market is through word of mouth. So please uh, feel free to tell your friends about it. We really appreciate it. We'd also like to give a shout out to all of our Patreons. Thank you again so much for your continued support. You are amazing. If you would like to join them, please check out the link in the show notes. It's been, a, it's been a wonderful journey and we've really enjoyed producing content and are really appreciative of all of our listeners out there. So thank you again so much. Becoming a better, braver, happier painter is all about enjoying the journey and loving what you're doing. Until next time. Listening to Paint Dry with Mike and Dan is a production of LTPTWMD. All rights reserved. No portion of this recording may be used without the express written consent of the host. The music is Death by a Thousand Questions by Springtide. Download from the free music archive on a non-commercial attribution share alike basis. All views and opinions expressed in the show are solely the views and opinions of the person who said them. All celebrity voices, if any, were impersonated and done so poorly.